You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks, Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to this week's episode Let's be more specific. Welcome to the 50th episode of Drunk Wrestling History. Wow, we made it to alignment. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to that crowd. That's what a crowd sounds like. Interesting. Uh, As we, for now, the 50th time, I'm Adam. I'm the designated host of this ridiculous show that we have assembled for you. Uh, We also got... Drunk wrestling historians that have joined us on the ride. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. All right. We got drinks in hand, ready for a great show. Uh, Before we jump into that, Eddie has some uh, uh, information that uh, he would like to share with all of you. Yeah, just a brief. I always like to read reviews that we get on iTunes. So just really quickly, I'd like to do that. We got a, a review from a guy called ABC Workout. And... He said, too many 205 jives in a row. And then in all caps, he said, don't do too many 205 jive in a row. More long episodes or more episodes, if that's the case, five stars. And that was a really good uh, review. I like that. Um, I felt like that was some really good constructive criticism. Like he, he likes the show and he wants more of it. His only problem with us is that we don't give him enough show. And then here's where it gets interesting. So that was early February, a week or two later. So after the Valentine's Day episode, I went and looked at our reviews. That review was gone. We had a different review from ABC Workout. Uh, this is February 18th, and he said, <laughs> this, the subject of it, the title was Roller Coaster of Meeting Expectations. And they gave us three stars, and he said, at times they do too many, too many 205 jives. When the wives are on, they break the flow, and at times are a major drag when chit-chatting before talking wrestling. Would be a five star if they focus more on their subject. So I just want to thank ABC Workout for his constructive criticism. It's always appreciated. We always want to take suggestions from guys um, or guys and chick, you know, girls, whoever. Um, the I you're gonna have to deal with the wives. They're gonna be on once in a while, especially the Valentine's Day episode, which everyone like. Those are our most downloaded. People love those episodes. It's become our WrestleMania. It's yeah, the Valentine's Day episode is our WrestleMania. It's that, it's the WrestleMania of drunk wrestling history. So that's not going away, but it's going to be you know every once in a while. And the issue with the two hundred five jives is we really we try to get these recordings knocked out four at a time in a reasonable amount of time where we're not going to you know kill ourselves drinking. And it's hard to record more than once a month. So the whole purpose of the two hundred five jives is just to be able to get enough stuff recorded in a reasonable amount of time. So. I wish we could give you more material, but it's really, I mean, our livers can only handle so much. Also, exactly. And Scott, you're very old. You can only stay up so late at night. 
Yeah, I mean, I maybe have three shows in me a pop. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then like, and then the fade happens. Exactly, right, right. Yeah, so we try to keep it, you know, we try to keep these recordings quick. So the 205 jobs aren't going to go away, but we'll do our best not to do too many of them. We'll, we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. We'll do what we can. So with that, Adam... On this week's episode of 205 Jive, we are going to have debates and discussions about who should have ended The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Before we get into this, uh, I just want to do a quick toast to ABC Workout. If we can, let's uh, let's give him a cheers. Okay. He's probably not holding a drink right now, so Adam, if you wouldn't mind making him an adios, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll give him a nice little toast. I have and say cheers. I have ABC. a I have a funny story that involves that exact drink. Probably not for this episode, but at some point, I have a funny in story the, too, where I drank that drink uh, one night on a Tuesday in November. But we're not going to get into that story. In but, the meantime, um, Lachaim. Hey, ABC Music, we're ribbing you. We love you. Thank you, honestly. Thank you for leaving us the reviews. Um, thanks for fucking up our uh, star rating with three stars but whatever but no we're happy to have all the listeners we have a, we're fucking with you stop playing the face dude fuck that be a heel every <laughs> once in a while don't kiss ass i'm always the heel on the show <laughs> so what you turned all of a sudden <laughs> hey, were you big show hey, when it comes fuck? to the listeners i'm a baby face <laughs> you think hmm. all right yeah, right. either way either way in the meantime uh whether or we have a debate uh, and discussion uh, ready to or ready to be uh, presented uh, for each one of our particular arguments. Whether you have a conspiracy theory board, just like in "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," always that's my fav- one of my favorite memes. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll just see how these arguments go, whether we agree or not. Hopefully, we're all friends at the end. Yeah, we'll see. Wait, have you said what it is yet? Yeah. That we're talking about? Oh, okay. So the, the streak. Yes, the streak. Who should have ended the streak? Okay, so who wants to start? We got to that. Well, let's start off with number one on the hit list. Okay. Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Happened at WrestleMania 7. Okay. And it went on from there. And to the best of my knowledge, the streak really didn't become a thing until WrestleMania 18 when he faced Ric Flair. That's when I first became aware of it. Yes, then that's when WWE really started to kind of throw it out there. I think it may have been JR during the the broadcast of 18, where after Taker won, he threw up that he had a streak. And it was like, oh shit, he does. He's never lost. Again, the asshole-ish count. Uh, yeah, I just did that. That was badass. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. The Flair's bleeding to death and Undertaker's yeah. mocking him with a 10. Yeah. Yeah, here we think Arn Anderson's also dead. Undertaker's yeah. being a badass in the ring. Yeah. Talking about his streak and shit. It was awesome. Yeah. But that's really where it became a thing. Right. And I, I don't know who wants to start, but this is who should have broken it. Who would it have made the most sense for to actually pin Undertaker at WrestleMania? I'm going to say nobody before 18 because it didn't become a thing until 18. So all of my names that I have are post WrestleMania 18. I don't know about you guys. Okay? I. I 100% agree with that. That's how I went. Because, okay. yeah, awareness of the streak had to happen first. Okay, so, Scott, since you already said that much, do you want to just go ahead with what you think? It, yes. So, we'll just kind of quickly go over post-WrestleMania 18. We know he beat Flair at 18. 19, he beat uh, a, what was it, A-Train and, and Big, Big Show, Show in a handicap match. Well, it 20, was actually technically not a handicap match. Nate, or 
Well, was it did Nathan Jones it was, just do a run in, or was he actually still? It was supposed to be a tag match. Then they kicked his ass during heat. Yeah. Then, yes. then it and was it a handicap hat, match, handicap, but then yeah. I don't know. It probably then doesn't sh- matter. Then he showed up. Yeah. Even if Nathan Jones was in the match, it still would have been a handicap match. <laughs> practically. Yeah, <laughs> practically. It's an excellent yes. point. So, and then at 20, he beat Kane, which was his return and basically a squash of Kane. Mm-hmm. 21 was Orton, and that's where my list begins. Okay. Okay. It was an outstanding match. And in all honesty, going into it, I thought Randy Orton was going to win. I think that he should have won. Unfortunately, after WrestleMania 21, Randy Orton began his troubles in the WWE. He had a few suspensions. I don't know if that would have been his course had he beat Undertaker. It probably would have been. He was young. He was going to make mistakes. But taking those mistakes off the table, I think a win over Undertaker. Randy Orton is a main event player now. He has been for 15 years. He has been. He's made mistakes. But Randy Orton with I'm the guy that broke the streak under his belt. Mm Mm-hmm he's a main eventer now, but you've got to think that's like, he's already a legend in my mind, but it takes him up that one step. If you're the guy that breaks the streak and we all know who did it, but if Randy Orton had done it, I think that adds an extra layer to Orton as a main eventer as, Hey, I'm the guy that broke the streak. However many years ago at 21, right? That gives his character an extra layer. And that's why my list begins with Randy Orton. I've got other names, but that's where it starts. How appropriate as well. The legend killer. Exactly. I mean, exactly. That, that's it's been in his X, moniker. That's been X amount of years already. That would have really put it over. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What a name to add to the list, right? And I agree. I thought he was going to win, actually, because I thought it made perfect sense. Because at that point, he would have been twelve and zero, I guess. Yeah, yeah it would have been twelve and zero. So that was a nice long streak. Orton, you could tell they had big plans for. Um, Absolutely. He had already been world champion by that, that point. might've been the one year I ever bet against the undertaker. Cause we always do a pool every year. Everybody who goes to the show, we do a pool and bet on right. all the matches. That might be the only year I ever bet against the undertaker. Cause after he didn't lose that one, I kind of figured it was never going to be broken. Right. Okay. Right. Adam, what we do you figured think? that was it. He's going to go blank and O an all time WrestleMania for taker, right. but he didn't. Right. What do you think, Adam? Regarding Orton. I, well, just who do you think should have beat the streak? Oh, okay. So for mine, uh, I came up with some who were worthy of doing it and some who were likely to do it. Uh, like the whole conspiracy theory wall. It's, you know, that cliche, the cliche, the answer is right in front of you with everything with my other three. It's like, you would have to tie things together like sacrifice this storyline so that this storyline makes sense. Right, I think right. this one particular one, uh, it's right in front of you. The least amount of changes would happen. It would be done by Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels in Houston at the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. Okay. Wow. And why? Okay. So leading, leading up to that, uh, he is employed by JBL. JBL is super, super rich. Heel owns he was doing him. His bidding. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, pretty much uh, playing that hierarchy over him. Uh, Shawn Michaels knocked off Vladimir Kozlov. That would be his first loss in uh, his whole tenure. Which I would, I mean, not that he's a big deal uh, to nope. in today. 
but still at the time to end somebody that dominant he was built per se to be like a monster yeah he was right it was something to beat him yeah i had forgotten about him actually so you forgot forgot about that adorable hat (laughs) (laughs) yes all right so so yeah he knocks off uh kozlov uh then the feud uh between him and jbl is like peaking at uh leading up to no way out he beats him it was the all or nothing like michael hbk wins he's free from jbl and gets paid uh his full year jbl wins right. he owns the hbk name and all that stuff okay Shawn michaels wins uh so i would have figured that those are two big wins that's that's pretty much uh, strapping a rocket on him for the year. How appropriate would it be leading leading up to Houston, Texas, home of the Undertaker, taking on San Antonio, clashing at WrestleMania? I would have figured like HBK versus a Taker two years in a row. That would be the one that he gets away with. Following WrestleMania, uh, he get uh, Taker could get. Uh, show uh yeah say like last year was a fluke if you're a real man you put your career on the line right and right. then hbk hbk is overconfident loses that retires now but, did you think at the time he was gonna lose he was gonna win at 25 sean probably probably not okay i thought that this i thought that the streak would always continue like now, he was gonna retire with the streak now i thought for sure, Taker was going to win that match. But during the match, there were several times I thought Sean was going to win. And that's right. how good those two guys were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were yep. a few false finishes where I was like, and I was there. And I mean, I, we, I was going bonkers. I mean, like jumping out of my seat. Like I, and Shawn Michaels is my favorite of all time. So I was like, oh my God, Sean just beat Taker. And then he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. But um, that yeah, that's how good those guys were. That they, a few times had me convinced he was going to win. But yeah. that's a good one. And I like your logic of your storyline too with the JBL angle. I actually forgot that they even did that story with JBL. Like that momentum leading up to that mania, it's because just from what we know now, that would be the least amount of things that you would have to change to accommodate that. Right. Okay. Um, I'll get into mine then. So I have a couple. I have two pe- I have two names and I have a scenario. The first is so my scenario is I always thought Undertaker's streak should be broken, but what I thought he should have done was maybe somewhere, maybe after he beat Norton, come out and do a promo saying, I'm going to retire when the streak is broken. You know, I'm here until that happens, and when I can't win at WrestleMania, that's when my time is up. So, because it kind of got to be like, the the his match ended up being most years being kind of like the second biggest match after the main event but you always knew yeah, he was by default win. Mm-hmm. yeah but when but if he said when i lose i'm going to retire now you know at some point he is going to lose a match so it sort of would it would have made a lot of those matches a little more interesting like you knew bray wyatt wasn't fucking beating him at 31 but i didn't know that no i didn't know that at all in fact bray's on my list oh, a few people down but okay i mean I, that's just pick me picking a random name but i definitely didn't think he was going to lose to him I didn't think he was going to lose to fucking Batista. You know, Batista had already been champion a few times. So well, Orton had been champion. Yeah, but he Orton, faced Undertaker at 21. Right, but Orton Shawn had, Michaels had been champion. Well, Shawn's a different story. Well, I didn't think Shawn was going to beat him. 
Okay. Um, Orton was kind of a different story because he was champion a little early and only had it for a minute. Like they kind of gave it to him too soon. Like he was Well, they gave it to him to erase Brock's name from the book. Exactly, right. So he wasn't that guy yet. He wasn't at that level, but that match would have put him at that level. Right. But so I would have I just sort of thought uh, there were uh, several you knew he wasn't losing to fucking Mark Henry at 22, you know. There was no way. there were several yeah, no. matches where maybe he is going to lose this year. If if you had that, you know, that idea that at some point he will lose. So I just sort of thought they should have done that in the first place. Now having said that, here are the two people I think would have been the perfect ones to break the streak number one say around wrestlemania somewhere like wrestlemania 22 maybe 23 vince would have been a perfect person to beat him oh my god dude right like vince because vince around because 22 after 22 he was feuding with dx so he was back as the heel you know uh authority figure on tv so imagine if he had fucking beaten him like that dude had so much heat for the brett thing and for the shit he used to do with Austin, imagine if he came and especially if there was like a Shane run in or something, like it was a totally dirty, dirty win and he destroyed the streak. Oh, there would definitely be run-ins. Right. It wouldn't would, it wouldn't be a clean win. At oh no, all. of course not. No, no. Yeah. He would get his ass kicked through the whole match and then someone would come and jump Undertaker and Vince would barely get a get a pin on him. Okay, so you went outside the box here. I did, and actually, I'll be honest with you, I just thought of that right as we were starting this episode. I did not you have that name in my bitch. head until uh about sixteen minutes ago. Which, wow. which, by the way, we are at 17 minutes on this. Oops, shit. Wrong sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Fred. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Adam, do you want to explain the bell? All right. So that you heard the bell. That is last call. If you have uh, any more points to get across, uh, get it into your mics. Yeah, so basically, like I was saying earlier, we're trying to keep the show short. So going forward, you're going to hear that bell on a lot of episodes. That means wrap this shit up. So I'm going to wrap it up. Um, Roman beat him, and I did think that was the right choice. I thought it, it was. I thought it might have been a better choice like a year or two earlier because their match sucked. Couldn't um, agree more. Maybe because I was 34, right? Yes. Like 34. Maybe 33 would have been the year or 32. It's just... He was the perfect person to beat him. Roman's the face of the company. He's done a great fucking job, I think, as being the top guy. Um, so he was definitely the right one. Because I think the other guys, Orton was a little early, right? You not don't break his streak when he's still going to be around for 10 more years. Um, Brock was a complete fucking joke. That should have never happened. Dude, we haven't even really talked about Brock beating Taker. No, and that's, we were there for that. That's another one. We were there, and that was exactly the way you hear it described. If you, if for anyone listening who wasn't there, the way you hear it described on TV, it was exactly like that. It was like near silence in that building. Yeah, and the faces they showed on camera, like that was literally that was everybody inside that stadium. That was one hundred. We're all kind of looking at each other, like, wait, what the fuck was that supposed to happen? Did did they fuck and up? And they did like, the thing where they delayed Brock's music. Yes. So it was like, wait, did the referee fuck up? And then it was like, you're looking on social media and you're looking at WrestleZone and WrestleZone's like, well, the referees have been told to count a three count if they don't uh, yep. kick out and this and that. And you're like, you're thinking it was a fuck up. It was, that was crazy. But that yep. was, it did no good for Brock. Brock could not have been a bigger star than he already was. You know? Exactly. I, yes. I, he was already an attraction. I get that he's a believable guy to beat him, but look two years down the line, you know, maybe Vince thought Undertaker was on his way out back then but look at who you got coming up right there uh, roman was on that was roman's second wrestlemania they could have been looking a little further ahead like this is the guy to break the streak exactly you know so and it was yeah like brock didn't i don't think brock gained much from that other than paul Heyman getting a catchphrase 
Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And some surprise faces in the crowd. That's what you got from that. Yeah, exactly. And you didn't even know, uh, you, you didn't even need that WrestleMania moment because you had Daniel Bryan closing the show. Exactly. And then the conspiracy theory started, right? Right. Like, oh, you had Taker streak break so that you could fuck up Daniel Bryan's moment. Right. Of right. course, that wasn't the case. Come on. No, no. Knock it off. No, of course not. Yeah. So. So I'm surprised you didn't mention CM Punk. I think Punk was the same as uh, a Batista or a Sean or anyone like that. I, I don't think. I think Punk at least was a little earlier on in his career. But, of course, he was gone, you know, within a year. But, well, no, he was actually gone within eight months, dude. But eight, my question yeah. is, so Punk is really like the fascinating story to me because if Punk beats Undertaker, because remember, he turned face after WrestleMania 29. Right. If he beats Undertaker, he could really push that heel gimmick and does all that shit that went down at the beginning of 14 with CM Punk leaving the company. If he beats Taker at 29, does all that shit go down? I don't know. I think so because he was bitter about not being in the main event. He didn't want to wrestle Undertaker at that show. Oh, I, I understand. But if you give him a win over Undertaker, obviously now you're in title contention. Winning might have made it. I mean, look, to me, beating him is a bigger deal than being in the main event. I would think because only one guy at that. Nobody had ever done it. But there had been 20 or there had been 29 other main events with people in it at that point. Well, and you beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, breaking the streak of all things. Yeah. Right. You're going to have that title on you pretty soon. Like, you are suddenly a big deal, almost the face of the company. If they give Punk that win at WrestleMania, and yes, he was injured, the staff infection, all that shit. Yeah. But does that go by the wayside and Punk continues forward? I doubt it. Really? I don't think so. I, see, I disagree. I don't think... The, I mean, look, he, he, he was champion for 435 days or whatever it was right before that. I don't Agreed. think being champion was the most important thing to him. And he said in that uh, podcast with Cabana... That for whatever reason, being in the main event of WrestleMania was the thing that they wouldn't let him do that he wanted to do. You well, know? maybe that changes the next year. I mean, you beat Taker, that changes your whole career trajectory. Well, okay. You know, you're not getting eliminated by Kane at the Royal Rumble the next year. It's a bullshit. And then you're gone. Okay, so if they heated him up and it was like clearly he was going to be in the main event the following year, then maybe. Maybe. But you got to think about what happened with Daniel Bryan like in that the fall. Like Daniel Bryan, I don't think it would have mattered to Punk beat Taker. Daniel Bryan was becoming the top guy in the company. Well, that's fine. But then look, maybe you at WrestleMania yeah. 30, you have Punk versus Bryan in the main well, event. Well, that's true. That's true. You could yeah, have maybe. put a strap I mean, on him leading up to that. Yeah. Or I mean, within could, that year. It could have made a difference. I mean, Punk would have been a good one. I didn't think it was going to happen at the time. Um, and I would still say, like, in hindsight, Roman's the way to go. But um, You know what? I agree. I agree. Yeah. But... It should not have been Brock, and I think that's the whole point of this episode, is I think that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, when we first started this podcast, like a year, almost a year and a half ago, we put together a list of episodes, and one of the episodes was called Fuck Brock, where we were just going to yeah. shit on Brock for a half hour. <laughs> and boy, was I uh, ready for that one. Yeah, we never... <laughs> we all were, dude. We all, yeah. <laughs> we kind of never really got around to it, and then we started to question how good of an episode that would be, so... So this become our Fuck Brock This has become our Fuck Brock episode. Unless you guys want to hear yes. that, then hit us up on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> we'll we'll drop hints uh here and there i mean we already got uh running gags going we'll, we could make that part of the addition exactly yeah right but all right it, Adam. it'll come up several times but but yeah that uh takes care of see debates and we're friends we're master debaters we are master debaters yeah we talked about fucking brock fuck brock and uh we're master debaters see dick jokes are awesome 
Uh, but that that takes care of our episode. Do you agree with uh, our selections, or do you have a conspiracy theory board of uh, who should have uh, been able to do it? If so, post that shit on Twitter. We want to see that. And then uh, also let us know who you think it may have been. Also, please uh, continue to uh, do all the uh, reviews and stuff on all the social media platforms. Any constructive uh, criticism towards our show uh, really does help. We want to make sure that we still have a quality product for all of you. Yeah, bring our star rating back up on uh, Apple Podcasts. Please, please. All right, if that's uh, that takes uh, care of our business. So with Eddie and with Scott, I'm Adam. Just reminding you to, in the meantime, please continue uh, standard safety protocols. Enjoy your buzz. Enjoy what wrestling responsibly drink like nobody is watching and that's our episode one two three ring the bell cheers cheers there ain't no grave can hold my body down there ain't no grave can hold my body down when i hear the trumpet sound i'm gonna rise right out of the ground ain't no grave can hold my body down Well, look way down the river And what do you think I see? I see a band of angels And they're coming after me Ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down well, look down yonder, Gabriel, put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet till you hear from me. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. meet me meet me in the middle of the air and if these wings don't fail me i will meet you anywhere ain't no grave can hold my body down there ain't no grave can hold my body down well meet me mother and father meet me down the river road and mama, you know that I'll be there when I check in, my lord. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down.